Hello and welcome to the Steel City Strings podcast. We're back in lockdown and it's time to refresh our knowledge of the chamber orchestra. Last year, I sat down with David Vance as he explained the intricate workings of the chamber orchestra. Well, the key word here is chamber, meaning a room. Not any old room, of course, but rather a room in which one might entertain guests. It was here from about the 17th century onwards, in the salons of the nobility or wealthy middle classes, that small groups of musicians, let's call them orchestras, would be employed to provide entertainment, perhaps as a pleasing background to accompany dining or dancing or simply socialising. Do you remember that? Or else to premiere new works written by the household's favoured composers. This is the exact historical moment the word chamber enters musical parlance, principally through the French and Italian composers who are writing music intended for performance in such spaces. Corelli, for example, composes dance suites, which he describes as sonata da camera. It's a surprise to learn that the term chamber orchestra is relatively modern. It appears around the 1920s, an era which coincides with the beginnings of serious study in the music of the period we call the Baroque. The ensembles required by Bach, Handel, Vivaldi were essentially, if not by name, what we now would describe as chamber orchestras. So too were the orchestras of Haydn and Mozart, of Schubert and Schumann, extending this tradition well into the 19th century. The chamber orchestra is by nature small. Size does matter. In contrast to its sprawling counterpart, the symphony orchestra, the chamber orchestra offers a more intimate, direct and indeed frequently more intense musical experience. One designed for smaller venues in which it is easy to hear every detail with transparent clarity, to feel connected to the inner life of the music. At the nucleus of the chamber orchestra lies a string band, violins, first and seconds, violas and cellos, and at least one double bass. A chamber orchestra ideally has a core of about a dozen players, though this might easily swell to 25 or more to create denser textures through the division of parts. Many composers since the Baroque have found in the chamber orchestra a rich source of expressive potential. We have only to listen to any of Mendelssohn's string symphonies or the Dvorak and Tchaikovsky serenades to appreciate the range of tonal collars that are available to the sensitive composer. Works like Grieg's Holberg Suite, Vaughan Williams' Fantasia on the theme of Thomas Tallis, and Bartok's Deventamento for Strings expand these horizons. And amongst our living Australian composers, the Chamber Orchestra continues to provide a vehicle for the exploration of new sounds and string techniques. From Corelli to Katz Chernin, the Chamber Orchestra remains a greatly valued and indeed core element in our musical universe. Thank you for joining us once again on the Steel City Strings podcast. We can't wait to have you back in the concert hall, but until then, join us online with a digital subscription. Digital subscriptions are $20, 50% off indeed, uh, until the end of the lockdown. So jump over to our website, steelcitystrings.com.au, and get yourself a digital subscription to tide you over. Until then, join us again here on the podcast for more musical insights.